This is a big timing comedy production. Welcome backstage. Uh, I'm here to interview Black Sabbath. I'm a journalist. VIP only. Groupies sleep with rock stars because they want to be near someone famous. We're here because of the music. We are band-aids. Are you jumping or am I undermedicated? You're listening to Backstage Pass with Meredith Marks. I'm with the band, okay? Hey, welcome to episode 26 of Backstage Pass with Meredith Marks. We're ready to rock tonight. But I was totally just air drumming and air guitaring at the same time. It kind of looked like I was having a seizure. I'm sorry, Mike. It's okay. That you had to witness that. But damn, yes, tonight we are talking about Heart. I've got Steve Fawson, original member of Heart. I think he's actually the one that came up with the name Heart. And um, he, along with original drummer Mike DeRozier and Summer Masick and Lizzie Daymont and Chad Quist all are in a band now called Heart by Heart and they do all of the heart songs and travel all across the country and they're freaking amazing so yeah I'm excited to have them on the show tonight because I sat down with him at Ram's Head on stage in Annapolis, and we talked about a bunch of different things, including the induction into the 2013 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and all of the goosey moments that he had. And trust me, his are really, really good. I love that. And then, of course, what he's doing now with Heart by Heart. So here I am. Let's go to Annapolis to talk to Steve Fawson. All right, we are at Ram's Head on stage in Annapolis with Mr. Steve Fawson, original member of Heart. Welcome to Annapolis, Maryland. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Are you excited to play tonight? Yes. We've been coming to Baltimore for the last five years in a row. We, we played the Dundalk Heritage Fair a couple of years. We played Maryland Live Casino. And, uh, and then we have a friend out here who lives nearby in Virginia, and he has a private party every year that we come and play for. Fun. So you frequent, you frequent the area. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a little concerned, though, since you've been here five years in a row, you still have not had steamed crabs. No steamed crabs. Lots of crab cakes. Yeah, Lots well, cakes. that needs to change, buddy, <laughs> because we're in July. This is crab season. It's a darn mm-hmm. shame if you don't. Okay, well, we'll Feast see. on the Beast. Okay, we'll see. Tomorrow, or Sunday, we're going to be hitting Jimmy's famous seafoods on the way to the airport. So. Love Jimmy's. Yeah. Perfect. It's steamed crabs. Yeah. With Old Bay. With Old Bay, yeah. And another thing, I've been using Old Bay for, for years on my salmon and stuff at home. And I, we come to Baltimore the first time, and he says, well, Why is there all these advertisements for Old Bay everywhere? And they said, Well, listen, we make it here. Yeah. So. Corona's in Cabo. Old Bay is at the Bay here in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. 
that's great. So let's go back to, you know, we're gonna we're gonna touch on a few things uh, tonight, but let's just talk about first the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that entire experience. What an honor! Oh yeah, Heart two thousand thirteen. Yeah, it was incredible. We were flown down there in a private jet, limos to the hotel, which was the Ritz-Carlton, and then we check into the room, and every couple hours, a knock on the door, and there's a new present shows up, or uh, flowers, or fruit arrangement, or, you know, whatever. And uh, so, and we have access to limos at all times. There we go. And... Uh, you know that's just the that part of it but I mean it's a mind-boggling experience to when the date that we we were inducted one year and we didn't make it and then the next year we were nominated or we were nominated one year and we didn't make it and the next year we were nominated and I figured you know it's gonna be what it is and then when the guy called me in the morning of the day we got nominated said you're in I was speechless I was totally speechless I couldn't even talk such an honor such an honor yeah and, and they do it up in Cleveland yeah well Big this time. ours was actually in uh, Los Angeles oh was the it theater. yeah okay and uh, it was such a great experience the whole thing was so great now yeah. Chris Cornell was the one who he inducted yeah, you he inducted us yes and unfortunately That's crazy it is I mean crazy. it's very sad um, but I mean what a memory to have of him you know and he did an incredible speech yeah bringing you guys on yeah yeah and then he actually joined well uh, the the original members played crazy on you and then they had their current band with Chris playing Barracuda after us and Jerry Cantrell joined and as Jerry well. Jerry Cantrell, yeah. Him. So it was it was a neat evening. <laughs> I bet it was. Yeah. I bet it was. So they have a lot of press that you do for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Was it everything that you expected and more, or was anything kind of a surprise for you? No, it was what was expected and more. It was. I mean, me. The, they have a. a a dinner the night before the, the ceremony so the room was just packed with celebrities and you know people and all the big wigs in the in the Hall of Fame and the foundation and and then all the artists and that are the artists that are actually performing with the artists that's getting up or inducted and then so it's just a packed room full of I mean you just go walking around and meeting people it's just and to be amongst though that echelon was for me was you know fantastic because I grew up in a teeny little town north of Seattle and who you know who to thunk you know yeah small town boy yeah into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah it, but you know it's it takes a lot of work and and so much work that I don't know of, of too many people that would make the sacrifices that that we made when we were kids to keep our dream alive. Nowadays, it's different. Back then, it was yeah. much different. Yeah, it was much different. Like I remember, we had a bag of oatmeal, and when we subsisted on that for about two weeks, 
because we had zero money. Wow. And now it would last you like, what, a day? <laughs> a small bag of oatmeal. Oh my, wow. So was that the first time that Hart had been back together? Yeah, yeah, it was the first time that when we had rehearsals a few days before, and it was the first time we'd all been in the same room for 35 years, maybe 40 years. What was that like? It was surreal, it was surreal. But was it a good surreal? Was it good to see everybody? It was really good to see everybody. You know, everybody was friendly and oh, on yeah. good terms. Yeah, good terms. And, you know, Anne and Nancy were a bit in their own little space, uh, but they were cordial. And uh, when we, the first time we played Crazy on You t together, you know, it, we could have recorded it that time. It would. And, been on stage we would didn't even need to rehearse really it would sound perfect wow but we went over it a few more times and then when we played it at, then we had a uh, sound check where we played it a few times before the the uh, ceremony and then we played at the ceremony it just went really smooth and there's a YouTube video too yes I have I've watched the YouTube <laughs> videos over and over again I have yeah it's it's a it was a great experience Chris Cornell talked about the synergy of Anna and Nancy and how they made it through the years of touring and having this kind of, uh, well, not just blood relation, but just this spirit between them and how it was magical. And now given the circumstances that they're in an, you know, a fight, did you see any of that? early on or was it always like a great sisterhood and then all of a sudden it's just it took it yeah took its i never i never saw a riff going on between them at all they yeah it seemed like this all at all times and uh you know you, you couldn't a, a writer couldn't write you know couldn't imagine the th the sequence of events that took place that drove them apart i mean it was just when I first heard about it, I was just flabbergasted. Pretty surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it's all family related. Yeah, all family related, and you know, it's the everything that happened. It was like a perfect storm. This this created this, and this happened here, and this happened here, and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and it just got out of control. Wow. Are you still in touch with everybody? Well, I. I'm in touch with Howard and uh, Roger and, of course, Mike. And uh, I will exchange emails with Anne every once in a while, but not Nancy. Oh, okay. Okay. Is that <laughs> no particular just reason? Leave it? It's just leave it at that? No particular reason. It's just that Anne and I... See, Anne and I played together for like three or four years before Nancy even came on the yeah, scene. So, so, had a... so Anne and I had a friendship. And when yeah. Nancy came on board... She was kind of in her, you know, into the, her, well, Anne was the girlfriend of Mike, who was our sound guy. So she was in that camp, kind of controlled in that scene. And and, uh, and then Roger and Nancy got together. So then, you know, there was, once that happened, there was very little chance for us to really develop a friendship other than just a working relationship. So let's talk about that. That triangle, that that heart triangle, um, you know, between Roger and Nancy and Mike, was that awkward? Um, you know, when 
when that kind of, I guess, the, the shit hit the fan. Yeah, when that <laughs> came down, yeah, that was very awkward. And Raj was, he, you know, it was his own fault. And he'll admit that it was his own fault. But that still doesn't take away the pain and the hurt, you know. And, you know, and you'll know that with every guy that strays, they always want forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And if they can't get forgiveness, then they're, they get really mad. But they're not necessarily mad at the other person for not forgiving them, but they end up acting out. So it seems that way, but they're actually mad at themselves. Exactly. Yeah. It's a self-hate thing. Yeah. That but comes it, out. But it manifests as they push it out to other people. Yes. And things. And Absolutely. Yeah, it was really sad, and, and you know, I, I I saw Roger go through it, and then it was at that time it was impossible to work with Roger because. He, when when Roger and Mike Fisher, and Nancy, and and Anne were all, in, you know, a team, they had, you know, they could kind of channel Roger's energy to focus it on the tunes. But uh, when he lost that that focus from the other people, then uh, he kind of it was really hard for him to come up with a part that he would play two times the same in a row which when you're recording you don't like surprises when you're in the middle of a take so it was it was, it was really hard and plus Raj was you know he had an attitude about everybody and everything and it was just really hard to work with him. So now after the induction and you're still in touch has he kind of come full circle and it, it's better now? Well I, I personally won't have anything to do with Roger at this point. Okay. So he took it upon himself to make a bunch of judgments about Summer and Heart by Heart and oh. and kind of, and and then you call him on it and uh, you know how apology is, it's not an apology, they're apologizing because you took it the wrong way. No, it's not. That's it's not on you. Apology. That's yes. not an apology. Yeah, so. exactly. It's not within. It's you projected took it the wrong to way. yes to somebody else. Yeah. Yes. Ann Wilson said that when her band, when Heart broke up after the Animal album, she didn't feel bad about that because it was saving her and Nancy. Whereas when you all broke up, you're part of the band broke up she did feel bad bad but she said it was saving the band what do you think she meant by that uh well m- you know mike and nancy mike derosier and nancy had a relationship and that kind of fell apart and uh and nancy was fo- so focused on the breakup that she was distracted i think that's what she meant gotcha gotcha so you don't have much animosity in that sense. It just kind of was what was best at that time. Well, you know, I didn't, I didn't appreciate it then. I don't appreciate it now because um, heart was a, a thing that I started when I was in high school. Right, and how does that work? Because it, you came up with the band name, didn't you? Yeah. So well, how what does happens that all is, work? You, well, we when when heart started to make it big, we got a manager, and he says, "Oh, we need a corporate." Agreement. So we 
we all signed a corporate agreement then we all own the name you know uh, equally uh, well and then it says in the agreement but leaving members get bought out for their share of the name so that's what happened gotcha okay talk to me a little bit about um i always ask one question to the same i ask the same question to each of my guests and i'm curious i have it written down here but i'm curious if this is what you're going to say okay <laughs> okay tell me about your goosey moment where you look down and you realize you have goosebumps all over your arms and you're looking around and you go i cannot believe that this is happening look, right I'm now doing it right now oh this <laughs> I'm so honored to be your goosey moment. Okay, well... No, but give me the real goosey moment. Okay, so it's kind of a long story, if you don't mind. Uh, we're here. Okay, so we're, we're playing in Calgary, Alberta. Mm -hmm. and, and we just drove in, you know, it's a long ways from... We lived in Vancouver at the time, so it's quite a drive to get there. We pull up to the club, and things did not go right from the, the moment we stepped in the door. It was just... The people in the club and the owner they and us, we just didn't mesh at all so we played Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and then after we were done Thursday night the guy goes you guys it's just not working out for me and then you know and we and Dreamboat Annie was out and, we, and at the time we were a band that played three sets of cover material you know like Led Zeppelin and Deep Purple and Yes and you know stuff like that and then we played an hour set of our own stuff which was Dreamboat Annie, basically. And he, for some reason, didn't like our, you know, dream, that album. So he said, it's just not working out, you guys. You're, you're going to have to... I hired another band for the weekend, so you're, you're fired, basically, is what he said. So uh, so we're, we're like, oh, my God. I mean, it was the first time we'd ever been let go. In the history, you know, I've been playing since I was 15 years old, and never happened, never happened. And this is when we first got Mike and... And uh, Howard into the band, and they're looking at us like, "What the hell did we just join here?" You know. So we get we tuck our tails between our legs and go back to the hotel. And we're all like, "Oh yeah, that so sucks." So we're you know commiserating in our hotel rooms, and then and then we get a call from Mike and Ann, and they say, "Come on over, we got something to talk about." So we all go to their hotel room, and he goes, guess what? We just got a call from the record company, and here's what exact words from the record company. Is there any way you guys can get out of this plane this weekend? We said, well, as a matter of fact, yeah. <laughs> so what, what happened was we got hired, or we that freed us up so we could open up for Rod Stewart at the Montreal Forum mm -hmm. and the Toronto whatever the big, big gigantic uh, arena was there. So he said, miracle upon miracles, yeah, we're, yeah. So the next morning we jumped on a, a scenic cruiser train and trained across all of Canada through the Cascade, or through the, uh, through the mountains of Canada all the way to Montreal. You get to Montreal, you know, everybody's gotta have a crepe. You do have to have a crepe. Yeah, got to have a crepe. I haven't been, but I'm telling you, if I went, I would eat crepes gotta all have the way. Them. Yeah. So, we, we and then, you know, we go there and we, we do our sound check and everything. It's fine. Wow. 
you know, it's a big place. And uh, so we did what we do. And then there are, I think our first song was Magic Man. And we played Magic Man. And I've never heard, I never, up to that time, I'd never heard a cheer and a clap that loud in my whole life. And that was my, that was my moment when I thought, oh my gosh, these people, I mean, they knew this, the material. There was no, I mean, and we, you know, we were a band that played four or five nights a week, every week. Mm -hmm. very, very seldom we have a week off. So, I mean, our band was just tight as a drum. Everybody knew their parts. You know, everybody was confident. And we just went up there and played Magic Man. People just went nuts. And That's what I had down. Opening for Rod Stewart. Montreal. People with lit matches. Yeah. And they knew the words to your song. Yeah. Isn't that the best? Yeah. And I just remember just thinking, oh my gosh, this is this is it. Steve Fawson's goosey moment. <laughs> and you, you already knew, what you? I already knew. I just wanted to test you to make sure that that was still the goosey moment. Well, I have another one, too. Oh, give it, give it to me. Okay, so this was just on Facebook. It was uh, in 1978. There was a huge... Texas Jam, you know, Van Halen, Nugent, uh, I can't even remember all the bands, Foreigner, I think, and Hart, and there's pictures of it on Facebook, I'll show it to you when we get done, and the place, it was the Cotton Bowl, just packed with people, just oh, wow. all the way up, and the field was just covered with people, 120 degrees in the stadium, and so they were passing out water. They had to make emergency run to the stores and grab all the water off the shelves and to bring it to the stadium because people were just getting sick because it was so hot. They were hosing people down with fire hoses from the stage and from different places in the stadium. And uh, so it was real hot all day. And then Hart takes this, the stage when it's just getting dusk, you know, not it's and it was about 120 degrees, and of course the stage lights were on, which made it even hotter on stage for us. So we were just, like, oh my God, this Baking. is suffering. So we're, we, you know, we played about three or four songs, and then Nancy started the opening chorus to Mr. All Wind. And 10 seconds into her starting that, a breeze came through the stadium, and as the breeze went through, you know, our hair started, you know, going back like this, and you could hear the people in the audience just going, ah, oh, and then people started cheering for the wind. Mm -hmm. Like, because we played Mistral Wind, and, you know, it was just... That's cool. Yeah. That's a good goosey moment. I love that. Yeah. So cool. I love that. What was your favorite heart song performing? Well, What's one of them is Miss Raw Wind, for sure, because uh, Michael, his, he's has such a dynamic uh, part in that, that, that we, and that's one of his favorite songs, too, so. I, being a bass player, you enjoy what other people in your band, you know, you, I feed off the guitar players, I feed off the drummer, I feed off the singer. And whatever they like, it makes me like it too. So now you have heart by heart. Let's dive into the heart by heart. All right. Because heart by heart is playing tonight, and you've got your lovely wife on lead vocals. That's Summer. right. Summer. Yes. Yes. And you've got Lizzie and Chad, and of course Mike. Um, tell me how this all came about. 
Uh, well, Summer, uh, Mike and, and Roger and I were doing a party in Seattle, and we wanted to play a few heart songs, and, which, by the way, we none of us had played for years and years. And we heard about a singer named Summer who could sing the heart song. So someone made sure she was there, and we did a little rehearsal and everything, and everything went great, and the night was fine. It was, you know, we, I, we were thinking, geez, yeah, she sounds really good. And, you know, it was the first night we met, and that there's actually a picture of Summer and I that night on Facebook, at right now, that she posted just a couple days ago, of that night. And we, to tell you the truth, we respected each other, but we had, there was no sparks at all that night. But that was in uh, February when we did this, the gig, and then over the course of the next few months and through the summer and the fall, we kept running into each other at different functions and clubs and... And I'd go see her band, which she it's called Summer Band, and we'd, we'd go see it. And it was fun to hang out with her. And our friendship just developed into a romance. So and Sometimes that's the best kind. Yeah. It's the best kind. Yeah, it was, and it was really fun. And then after we were hanging out together, well, she would be getting ready for work, and I'd be playing my bass, and she would start singing along. And like we played Dog and Butterfly, just a bass and vocal duo, and Crazy on You, and Alone, and you know, just a few songs like that. And and then one time, our, some really good friends of ours said, hey, can, we heard you guys do that. Can you play it for, for us? So we did it for them, and then word got out, and pretty soon we were playing bistros and sitting in on jam nights at different places, and then we even did a wedding. Fun. <laughs> so... And we called it Heart by Heart because it was Summer and I and our hearts were in love with each other and we called it Heart by Heart. So sweet. And then um, I got a call from a guy named Bob Wynn who lived in Anchorage, Alaska at the time. He was putting on a show and D Dwight Yoakam was the headliner and he wanted us, to Heart by Heart, to open up for Dwight Yoakam. Wow. And we were, and we went. Well, we, yeah, we. That's loved an interesting it. combo. <laughs> well, we do heart music, you know. So yeah. But um, we. But said, mixed with Dwight Yoakam. Yeah, that's But who knows? <laughs> I think he did it because I was formerly of heart, so yeah. You know, give a little, whatever. And then, uh, so we were thinking. Summer and I were thinking. Well, you know, just doing a vocal, bass and vocal duo would be a little light for opening up for a, a whole band. So we said, why don't we call a couple of musicians and see if they want to do it? So we called Mike and we called Randy Hansen, our former guitar player, mm -hmm. who, which, who we still love and respect a lot, but he has, he had to, he's got a Jimi Hendrix tribute that he does and he was so busy and we're getting so busy that we, he, you know, we couldn't make, we couldn't get the gigs to line up. So we had to get Chad. But anyway, um, so Randy and Mike and Summer and I rehearsed up a set 45 minutes to open up and then a week before the gig they said oh Dwight can't make it his they his manager didn't doesn't want him to go to Alaska at this time so we went criminy well this is cool we have a band now so we could, you know every once in a while we'd rehearse because it was fun and then uh, some really good friends of ours who when I first met Summer she played on a co-ed softball team and one of the girl's moms is a cancer survivor, Susan G. Komen, breast cancer survivor. And she was putting on a benefit and she asked if we'd play. 
So that was our first gig, actually. Cool. And we raised over six thousand dollars for the um, for the benefit, and yes, and that was our first gig. And and at this gig, there were some people there who went, "Oh, you guys are pretty good." And then you know, one thing led to another, and then. A booking agent, a couple of booking agents in town heard about us, and then they were calling us up. Hey, you guys want to play that? So that's how it started. Now, is it all heart songs, or is do you yeah. mix others in? We play all heart songs. Yeah, all heart songs. And, cool. Well, we'll throw in Led Zeppelin too because Heart used to play Led Zeppelin too. Well, it's funny you say that because I saw Ann and Nancy a few years ago, um, and and they really didn't do. They only did a few heart songs, and the rest was Led Zeppelin. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought. What the, this is an interesting question. So how do you feel about that? If you're going to see a band and you're excited and you haven't seen them before and you want to see people like the originals, um, I mean, what do you feel about that? Well, that's why we, you know, I heard uh, Joe Strummer say once, you know, we started Clash because no one was playing the music like the way we wanted to hear it. That's why Mike and I and Summer started Heart by Heart because... We wanted to play the music like it hasn't been heard for years since, you know, this basically the 70s and 80s. Right. And so we try to focus on playing the music as precisely and true to the original as possible. And uh, when we go see other bands, too, I mean, when we go see Deep Purple or Elton John or Paul McCartney, we want to see, you know, you don't want to see Paul McCartney going, hey, I got a new arrangement for yesterday. Check it out. You know, you it throws you off, yeah. doesn't it? That's exactly it. It's yes. mind boggling in the audience. People don't know how to handle that. I know. And, and, and that's what happens with Heart by Heart. You can see it in their faces when we first walk on stage for an audience that hasn't seen us before. And they're going like, oh, you know, they're kind of, oh, I don't know. And then after a few songs and, and, we play the songs exactly mm-hmm. like they've always heard them, or yeah. try, we try to. Yeah. And once they realize that we're gonna, we're not gonna stray, we're not doing anything different. You know, everybody's super competent in the band. Then they can just let go and have a good time, and that's exactly what happens all that's the that. time. That's a good feeling. Yeah, that's a good feeling. You're on Facebook, Heart by Heart Band. Your HeartbyHeart.com is the website. Yeah. Uh, Twitter is Heart by Heart BND, and your Instagram is Heart by Heart Official. So you guys are out there and accessible, and people can watch your videos and yeah. comment and leave you messages, and it's great. It's good to connect with the people, right? You, how do you like this social media thing? Well, we love it. We love it. It's uh, you know, it gives you insight into what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong, and you know, I mean, you can't please everybody. Some people you can't please. Most people we do please, though. What if you What if you think in the 70s, if they had social media in the 70s, do you think that things would have been very different back then? It's, it's such a different time. It's just hard to even relate. Throwing you a loop. Here. Yeah, because, I mean, I used to carry around five quarters in my pocket in case I needed to make a phone call. You know, if you had an emergency, I always had five quarters in my pocket so I could, you know, make enough phone calls to get out of the predicament or whatever. And if you had social media back then, you wouldn't need the quarters because you could just send a Facebook message. Hey, I need to get in touch with you. Give me a call. Yeah. And then you spend your money. Well, and Roger and I, we used to, we we had a a 68 Chevy van with all the gear in it. We drive around to all the gigs. 
paper maps. Oh, I think you take a right here. <laughs> it's very different. Yeah. Touring over the years, so you, you toured in the 70s, you toured in the 80s. Yeah. And now you're touring now. Yeah. What do you like best? What, are you en what have you enjoyed the most? Well, there's nothing I really haven't enjoyed as far as being in a band and, and doing all this stuff, but it's always the latest thing that, that's, you know, closest in your mind. So I'm, we're having a blast right now. And you have a full tour going on this summer, right? Where are you going after Baltimore? Uh, or Annapolis? Uh, we're going tomorrow or Saturday. We're going to Virginia for a private, fart, private party. And this guy has been hired us for the last five years in a row, and he's a great guy. And he, the first time he hired us was for his wife's 50th birthday, and he made her a custom Mustang from West Coast Customs. Wow. And then in the meantime, she has made him his one of his favorite cars. I can't remember exactly what it is in from West Coast Customs, too. So when we go to their house to do the party, he's got a big stage set up with sound and lights and you know all this kind of stuff. His garage is like, you could eat your meal off the floor. It's that clean. And he's got his beautiful car sitting there. Because they're the babies. Yeah. Gotta exactly. have the babies in a clean exactly. environment. The cars are the babies. Exactly. I've heard that before. I have. So what do you have coming up? I know you guys are going to go to Cabo in December for the holidays. Yes. But what do you guys, uh, what do you guys have coming up? Anything else? Any well, other projects? Well, yeah, yeah. We we uh, we want to do some more videos, you know, for our to help with our promotion. Uh, last month or in the last couple months, we we did our first gig in Vegas. And we actually, we're already hard back after the first of the year, we're going back. Fun. And then this year we're going to play our first gig in Tahoe. Nice. In November. And, uh, you know, and this year we've been to, you know, all over America, you know, Nebraska, Florida, California. I can't even keep track of it all. Well, now you got to get in touch with Sammy and play at Cabo Wabo. Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be <laughs> Wouldn't nice. that be fun? Have him jam on stage with you? Yeah, and then we're going to Long Island. We're going to play Long Island here in September. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, things are just looking so good for Heart by Heart right now. It's just so fun. It's really fun. It's great. It's great. I've watched your stuff, and you're so good. Well, it thank you. It is such a pleasure to see you. Thank you for coming on our show. We appreciate you sitting down with us here at Ramset on stage in Annapolis, Maryland. And uh, come on again. And you're going to tell me how you enjoyed your steamed crabs, okay? All right. Will do. Right? Will do. Thank Crepes you. are in Canada. Crabs are in Maryland. Yeah, we yeah we talked about them last night, so we'll have to do it. Awesome. Jimmy Seafood, they're coming for you. There you <laughs> Thank go. Thank you, Meredith. Thank you. Such a nice, humble guy. Love Steve Fawson of Heart and Heart by Heart. Thank you so much, buddy, for coming on the show. I was able to stick around and hang out with the rest of the band for a little bit. Had a nice long chat with Mike DeRozier. Um, as you know, he has been the drummer for Heart and now Heart by Heart. Um, he was part of that love triangle with Nancy Wilson. And we talked about our kids for a little bit. And such a nice guy. Tall. So tall. Oh, Mike, you know I love him tall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so thanks, Mike DeRozier, for 
chatting me up. Such nice people. You can find them on Facebook, Heart by Heart Band. You can go to their website, heartbyheart.com, or on Twitter, heartbyheartbnd, and on Instagram, heartbyheartofficial. So they are accessible, and they would love to hear from you and check your, uh, you know, area for Heart by Heart coming to you and go see them because they're amazing. Trust me. You close your eyes and it's like you're at a freaking heart concert. It's awesome. Love them. I was kind of um, surprised, you know, to hear a little bit about Ann and Nancy, some of the stuff, but great chat. So I hope he comes back because we want to dive into some more stuff with him. Well, now we're up to a part of the show that I call Local Flavor. I always like to give some love my way, throw my love my way to Baltimore area bands. Uh, I want to get some of these guys out and their talent and I do searches all the time and I have had this band kind of on the back burner for a while. I wanted to find the right episode to put them in and tonight's the night. I love this Baltimore band. I can't tell you enough how much I love this band. Um, This is a Baltimore band, indie pop and alt rock um, Mark Cashin on vocals, Matt White on keyboards, David Kirchner on guitar, and Billy Toady on drums. And their name is Fives. And I first heard about them probably about six to seven months ago. So like late 2017, early 2018, I heard about them. And Mark is a Baltimore City firefighter. And while I think that's amazing, and kudos to him, I'm wondering, why the hell is he not on you know, the stages of Billboard Music Awards and MTV Music Awards because they are so freaking talented. I love this group of guys. I love the vibe. It kind of like has a little bit of an 80s vibe too, don't you think, Mike? Yes, very much so. Yeah, and you know, anybody that knows me, I love the 80s. So they have a new EP, Light Show, out. They've opened for O-Town and the Vespers and many others. So here is one of my favorite songs by them. They have um, Lovers and Lullaby is a great song as well, but I love Heart and Thunder. So here is Fives, Heart and Thunder. Wait a minute. I swear I've seen you before oh, Let's start living in real time
breath about you makes me wonder what it takes to make you local flavor i love them so much please visit fivesband.com and watch the video for heart and thunder and lovers and lullaby such great songs and the ep is light show so pick it up and you can uh, find them on facebook they're all over the place twitter fives band f-i-v-e-s band so find them and uh, learn all about them and share them please because i believe in them i think they're gonna go very far love this band so thank you fives band and thank you steve fawson for coming on my show from heart and heart by heart great great chat with him and uh we can't wait to have him back and see what else he's doing i know he's going to visit cabo uh over the holidays and you know my dad loves cabo so i go to cabo sometimes too maybe we'll chat on a cabo beach sometime you never know maybe at cabo wabo maybe with sammy I brought that up to him, you know. (laughs) It's not out of the question. I'm going to press for that. Anyway, come on back to episode 27 because we've got Corey Churko. He's currently on tour with Shania Twain, and he tours with Kelly Clarkson as well. Can't wait to talk to him. Bye. You've been hanging backstage with Backstage Pass and Meredith Marks. Now get your ass off the tour bus. This is a big timing comedy production.
Magic man! 